0: hello and welcome to mirror talk podcast your moment of greatness starts now today's guest is a world-renowned keynote speaker on intentionality is a retreat facilitator and a one-to-one executive coach He is dubbed as the business mystic Welcome to the show, Finian. How are you doing?
1: Thanks so much, Toby. I'm uh, feeling wonderful. I just finished a nice abundance meditation, so I'm excited to, to share a lot of abundance with your audience today.
0: Yes, that's awesome. Thank you so much for, for doing that before the, before the podcast conversation. I'm looking forward to learning about the meditation and um, and about abundance from you. Thank you so much also for, for joining me on this episode of Mirror Talk Podcast. I'm really excited to be speaking with you, and but I would love to... I would love you to share about your yourself a little bit, your soul story and your journey towards um, intentionality.
1: Awesome. So I'm a 36-year-old Australian native now living in Aspen, Colorado in America. I am... I moved to Colorado really out of a desire to fulfill where I was most happy. I mm-hmm. am a huge snow skier, and I'll go every year for a week or a month. And I was just observe that I just always felt so grounded there, so happy mm-hmm. and fulfilled. And when I reflected on that, if I'm if I feel that way, why wouldn't I come and live in this country? Mm-hmm instead of staying there and coming visiting every um, time. So the next year I moved and I've been in America for over five years now and it's been incredible. Mm -hmm. So I am someone who's deeply connected to my true nature and I I feel like my true nature is love and that's been my spiritual path was finding my way back to love and it's been a lot of play and a lot of exploration there's been some very confronting moments as well and uh, really getting connected to my soul and what my soul's purpose is to do so my purpose is to embody intentionality and so that i can connect to my true nature and inspire others to do the same and that's what i really want to share today is about that there. there is another way of living this idea of intentionality is a way of life to an extraordinary life a way that mm-hmm. you can actually love and feel so inspired by the life and and the key thing about intentionality is it's it's defining how you want to feel and then taking deliberate action towards it so it's this combination of vision plus action mm-hmm. a lot of people they get caught up in the vision they have dreams and desires but without any action it's not going to be able to take into place and if you're so focused on the action or the task but you don't have clear vision you might do all this all this great progress and get to a place and you're not fulfilled at all so that's why it's this beautiful combination and it's a very action based way of life and I'm I'm really Glad to, to share it with you.
0: Yes, that's, that's very awesome. Um, well, um, before we jump into intentionality, I'm very curious to know about your entrepreneurial path. You, you, know, you, you, you had this journey from building and exiting two multi-million dollar companies in the finance industry, and you went, toward, went ahead to create um, um, intentionality.com. So what inspired this? What inspired you, you know, leaving the financial industry and moving into, you know, purely intentionality and creating your, your business?
1: Great question. So I actually just sold my third uh, company as well, which I'm really excited about because now I can just be all in with intentionality. And that's an important lesson is this idea of staying in your lane. And I'll come back to that shortly. Mm-hmm. So my entrepreneurial journey, I did the typical things. I grew up on a farm when I was young. So I was always always just finding ways to create money and money to me was freedom and it was choice. I didn't have uh, an affluent Uh, family but we I still had plenty but I it wasn't like it was provided to me so I had to always find ways to earn money myself so I learned the value of little entrepreneurial businesses I had a a pine cone selling business to light fires when I was young Mm -hmm. I also uh, because we had uh, sheep on our farm we had sheep manure and I would sell a lot of sheep manure for composting and that was a that was one of my most profitable businesses it was wonderful Mm -hmm. but then I didn't go on the entrepreneurial journey for a quite a while i actually took a different path and became an army officer in the australian defense force so Mm -hmm. i was at 16 years i finished school i Mm -hmm. I was very young got selected into the royal military college of duntroon and the australian defense force academy which is equivalent to west point in the us i was the youngest army officer to graduate i got selected into being a pilot and uh, started pilot training but then realized that this wasn't for me it was the first time that I identified how important it is that you love what you do the passion for what you do so on paper being a military pilot was the most sexiest thing you can imagine it was uh, thousands of people got rejected to get to my spot it was one of the most hard things to get into and I thought I would absolutely love it. It was a very last minute decision though. I never had a long-term passion. I was literally looking for what would be cool, what would be something I could share stories with and and feed my ego Mm -hmm. effectively. And I got to pilot training and I felt really out of place. There was all of these people who just were alive with it they would i would be going out partying on saturday night and they would be playing with remote control planes till three in the morning they would get off a, a flight and they would just be so pumped up and jazzed and just high-fiving each other and i'd be like oh it was a bit hot up there it was a could be it in a hot temperature and i just wanted to yeah. go relax in my bed and i started feeling almost envious of them Actually, it was interesting. I was like, wow, what is it that they've got? And I realized they were so passionate about what they did. Mm -hmm. So I made a tough decision and transitioned out, served, uh, ended up serving six and a half years in the military. And then I left and retired and I was already trading financial instruments and, and I felt quite financially free. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started my first uh, business at 24 years old. I oh. started a private wealth management company, which mm-hmm. was quite audacious at the time. I was mm-hmm. looking after very high net wealth's money, helping them exit businesses and then managing the money. And we uh, had a large fund of money, uh, over $100 million. And that's my start of my entrepreneurial journey. Since then, I had an insurance business, I then set up a financial education company for millennials. We are the first financial advice and coaching company for millennials in Australia. And we created a movement uh, because traditionally financial advice had only been built for retirees. Mm. And it's been pretty wild. And now it's led to intentionality. And really intentionality is the lessons out of my whole life journey in both business and personal life to navigate to where I am now to really live an extraordinary life and all the lessons that I've learned along the way. And I want to be able to share them. So you don't have to go down the egoic path or you don't have to go down the path of feeling like you're obligated to do something. You can actually live this vibrant life early. And I'm really excited you have a young audience because Mm -hmm. this stuff you can challenge its status quo. You can create your own path. You've just got to get connected to it and start asking yourself, what is my path and where is it and how do I get on it?
0: I'm talking about um, staying on your path. You said your new company is about, you know, staying on your path. Can you share a little bit about this? Can you tell me how we could stay on our path, how we could let go of our ego and, you know, yeah, work and fulfill, and fulfill our purpose on our own path?
1: So our actual tagline for intentionality is find your path, get on your path and stay on your path. And it's because there's, there's three parts of it. You, we don't want you to stay on your path if you're not aware that it's your right path. You might be on someone else's path because what happens in life, we, uh, through social conditioning, we start taking on subconscious programs which start directing our decision-making and it might not actually be what we want. And this is what happens. We see this from a young age. If you've been in a family of doctors, which I was, the pressure was that you were meant to be a doctor because they start talking about how good medicine is and they have such a great industry. Mm-hmm. And there's this pressure and you want to fulfill it because it's been indoctrinated into you, even though it's not going to fulfill you. And that was definitely my path. I had to make a decision to not do medicine mm-hmm. and, and, and do another path. And this also happens when you go through college and then afterwards and then you start going, well, you've got to get this job because this is a really great opportunity or you're really talented at this. And Mm -hmm. suddenly before you know it, you're 30, 35 years old and you wake up and you're like, this is not what I thought life was going to be like. And that's when often these moments happen where you have these traumatic events Mm -hmm. or divorce could be business failure it could be financial loss it could be illness or injury which is the way for the spirit to wake you up and go soul get back you got to go find your path and Mm. and that definitely happened to me it happened four years ago where I woke up one day and even though it looked on paper I, I was success youngest top 30 under 30 entrepreneurs million-dollar businesses, built financial freedom, living in a mansion in Beaver Creek in a ski resort, married to a woman who I loved, but I was not happy. And it was because I realized I'd been operating from a place of fear rather than love, and it it wasn't fulfilling me. So The first part is like really discovering like what is your path? And that's going to do deep exploration. It's getting into a meditative state almost and just Mm. feeling what it is that you want to feel. And it's all about the feelings. It's not materialistic objects or success or achievements. Mm. It's what are the feelings I want to feel? Mm. And then, okay, if I'm not feeling that, that way now, what, what direction do I need to go to get to that place? So how do I find that path. And then what do I need to do to get onto it? And then the staying onto it on the path is the critical one, because we are easily able to be distracted by, by influences. So you've got to do this daily awareness. You've got to stay aware each day and go, okay, am I still pointing in the right direction? Am I taking the right steps? Mm -hmm. And and that's where the, the daily practice, the daily spiritual practices are, which are really wonderful. And, and once you get into this place, you, once you've, you're on your path, it's more about optimization. It's mm. it's not the big changes in your life. You don't have to do the radical transformations. It's more about how do I just make this even better? How do yeah. I bring this wonderful, abundant life to be even more magical?
0: Now, Elia, you said you, you you did a lot of things because of fear, based on fear, actually. So how did you let go of this, you know, fear, the feeling of fear, and how did you embrace love?
1: Yeah, great question. What was interesting was, was that I thought I was a very loving person I am I am a. I am a, I have a giant heart I love people but I didn't realize that I wasn't loving myself
0: mm. and
1: because of these programs that were built in me from a young age mm. I felt one of my triggers was abandonment I felt abandoned as a young age and that's my story my version it's, it might not be the actual case but it doesn't matter it's that's how I felt and that's something I want to share with everyone is how you feel, that's all that matters. It doesn't matter that your trauma wasn't as bad as someone else's. Mm. You felt this way. That's what your young self experienced and put up a protection mechanism around it. So yeah. I had a moment where I felt abandoned. So then my story was, was that I no one else will take care of me. I need to create a life which is going to give value to me. And perhaps if I do these activities, people will love me. Mm. So I started doing things like, well, I've got to be a high-performing student. I've got to be good at sports. Mm. I've got to be the youngest to do things. I've got to keep building finances mm. and, and going down this path. And there was a lot of my life, which was magical. That was the cool thing. I, I enjoyed my life. Mm. But the problem was if you're making a decision from fear, it can never fulfill you because fear is a, a low, vibration, low vibration emotion. It's mm. it's lack. It's scarcity. So it doesn't matter how much you keep doing it's all built from fear. There's always going to be a hole. And that's, that was a moment for me. I'd actually achieved the vision for my life, the thing that I wanted. I'd achieved it yeah. at 28 years old mm-hmm. and the hole was bigger than ever because suddenly I couldn't create a story that something in the future would make me happy because I had achieved everything I'd wanted. And here I was going, wow, this isn't great. So what I really did for me was, well, this hasn't worked for me. <laughs> that was the mm-hmm. big realization. And I feel worse than ever. Mm-hmm. What's, what's an emotion would I could start choosing from what's a stronger emotion. And it was really through reading a lot of spiritual text, mm-hmm. reading all the different religious, uh, scripts, scriptures, mm-hmm. looking at different, really wonderful people who have lived their life. And I realized love is the most powerful emotion we have. And if we start making decisions from love we start coming back towards ourselves. It's not becoming someone. It's actually remembering who we are. And mm-hmm. suddenly, I started feeling more free, more more loved, more abundant, and more connected to life. And once you get that feeling, you don't want to you don't want to give that up. You, you, it's a binary emotion. You're either fear or love. And I mm-hmm. realised I've just got to keep walking towards love.
0: The presence of love in one's life helps one to, you know, embrace the world as it all helps wants to, to live a full life, actually.
1: Mm, it is. And, and the problem with our love, and this is the challenge with the human language, the human language has been, has been spoiled effectively. Mm. It's, there's, there's, there's spells. The, the act of spelling is putting a spell on words. Mm. And the word love has been diluted over the years through romantic love. This story that love is is like this fairy tale thing, but love is this this core emotion. It's it's one with yourself. It's that mm. that connection to your true nature, and mm. it's that it's you can't even describe it with words. It's just it's a knowing. Mm. And if people can lose that connection to that word of love, which which has been tarnished, which has been spoiled, and just get back to that true feeling where you feel connected, mm. you feel whole, yeah. you feel safe. Mm you will start knowing it and it all comes from that heart center. The heart center is the place. The brain mm-hmm. operates on a lot of fear. It really does. That's, the, that's, the, that's where the ego plays out. But this mm-hmm. heart center, yeah. it will always tell you. It's this intuitive intelligence, which is a guiding place. And that was the big moment for me was mm-hmm. when I started realizing Yes, my brain has served me well and I, I definitely have a very strong left side brain. I'm analytical. I have a physics degree. I have a maths degree. I have a finance degree. So you name it on the left side, I've got it. Yeah. But it was always limited. This mm. here is mm. the intelligent source. And I started mm. asking questions from my heart and answers just came straight away. And then the key was, and this is the intentionality, is it's not good enough to listen to them. You have to take action mm towards them. And once I started taking action towards the the information that my heart was giving me, suddenly yes. my, life, my life started playing out the way I wanted it to.
0: Yes, that's awesome. That's really great. That's really awesome. You know, earlier, you were talking about, you know, having that feeling of being abandoned, having that feeling of, you know, being left out or something. And a lot of people refer to this as like having the, the victim mindset. So would you say um, self-love helped you to, you know, to get rid of these feelings or are those feelings still present with self-love or with love in your life also at the same time?
1: It's a great question. So sometimes we can be a victim from circumstance without even realizing it. So I wouldn't have said I had a victim mindset. I I was actually, I took responsibility and Mm. I was out to prove. I was out to prove that, well, this isn't how you you be a person like I, like for me my drive was well I'm never going to be like this this is mm-hmm. a father I'm going to be different so that was a driver mm-hmm. so I wasn't using it as a, a a story of why I couldn't do something mm-hmm. but I definitely was a victim of circumstance because this situation that had happened it started making me make decisions out of fear so even Though it looked good on paper, mm. and that was one of the problems. People were recognizing me and going, You're so successful. This is great. You look at you turning around your life. Yeah. But I was still operating from a victim of circumstance. So mm. what I had to learn was that act of self-love and um, self-compassion is really the, the core emotion I had to do is start realizing that I needed to be kind to myself, mm. that. There was that there was, I was part of a bigger picture, Mm. and that I'm not alone. That was a big thing is that I'm not alone. Even though I felt like I was alone, I wasn't alone. Once I started being more self compassionate to myself, I started being able to open up my heart center. The the armor that I put up to protect it Mm -hmm. started dropping away, the veils of illusion started dropping away, and I started being able to go, ah, and I just started feeling. A core emotion, which I didn't realize that I'd wanted my whole life, was mm. peace. This mm. idea of just feeling peace. And the you can't feel peace if you're relying on the external environments because the external environments can always always change i was definitely trying to control my external environment Mm. to protect me so that's why i didn't have a conversation with my father for 18 years because i was like that environment is too dangerous i don't want that it's why i i put myself in certain situations why i wanted to create financial abundance Mm. but you can have all the peace on the outside but if inside it's turmoil Mm. in there you're not feeling peace and self-compassion was the pathway to peace for me and There is no better feeling than just feeling in a state of peace. Because when you're in peace, love can open up and love can emanate in and out of you. And just this, literally, in out in out, and then you can have a positive impact on other people, and then they can have a positive impact on you. And mm. before you know, you're in this great loving state. Yeah. that's not awesome. easy. I want yeah. to I want to say to everyone, it's it's not an act of. Um, some people might be hearing this and might be going, "Oh, this guy's just." He's, he's too far away. Mm. And, it, and it wasn't like that. It was literally one action at a time. It was, okay, today, I'm just going to ask my heart, what would be, what would bring more love into my life? That was literally a journal question for a really long time in my life. What would bring more love into my life today? Mm. Or what would be the loving thing to do right now? And mm. I'll journal that every day. And that would just give me a little insight. It was like, okay, well, just even just, why don't you just eat some nice food? Or why don't you go in the sun? Why don't you work out your body? Maybe say something nice to a loved one. And all these little tiny behavioral changes before you knew it, I was suddenly like, oh, wow. I'm just a big love ball. This is really, really wonderful. So don't feel like it's so far away because you're in this place where you're, you're disliking yourself or you're unkind. I was in that place. Like four years ago, I was disgusted with myself. I mm. literally was just, had so much trauma for what had happened in my life. I felt so sorry for myself, so sad. I was questioning going on each day, but then it was just these simple little acts. And that's what I love about intentionality. You're one breath away from living a life with intentionality your one behavior change away from living with intentionality because all it takes is to take a breath break the pattern of your mind and the story you're taking a breath in you suddenly have created a state of peace you're connecting into your heart and you just ask what would be the loving thing to do right now and that one moment you've changed you've mm. broken the pattern you've stopped being a victim you've become the the co-creator of your life mm. and before you know it your life could be completely different
0: so that's actually intentionality actually um, i mean in, in the old right that's the definition of intentionality like taking um, small actions small steps each day towards becoming the person you want to be towards having self-love in your life towards having self-compassion in your life
1: yeah that's it's a beautiful way to describe it. It really is. It's that vision and action. And, and so often when people get into designing their life, it's all these goals. It's all these materialistic objects. I want this house. I want to have a million dollars. I want to have a mm. big business. But that's mm. just got to ask yourself, is that your ego mm. or is that your true self, true nature speaking right now? Is yes. that love or is that fear? So mm-hmm. what I'd rather you to be doing when you're thinking about what it is, you start going, what is it that I want to feel? Mm-hmm. Who is it that I want, to, I want to be? How do I want to show up in this life? Mm-hmm. And then you can get into how, how do we do that? That might be the business. That might be the big house. But first get connected to those core feelings because they're the grounding emotions and that's going to be more powerful to pull you back each day. And then you use self-compassion, self-love. And before you know it, life is, life is wonderful. Because it yeah. really is like life. Just you, you get it, Toby.
0: Yeah, Have I Life is and good, and it doesn't
1: mean there's doesn't mean there's not moments of hardship and there's mm. moments of um, challenge. Mm. But life, what an what an amazing opportunity! And there's yes. something which I've been playing with a lot, and I, I will use the word word play because in the spiritual in the spiritual world right now, there's a lot of talk about work. You've got to do the work. And this work term, I think it, it, I think it needs to be changed. Like work, work doesn't sound fun. Like mm. work sounds intimidating. Yeah. Wonder, I wonder why so many people don't go on the spiritual path because there's so much work and everyone's so serious all the time. Couldn't it be, how about you play? Like the spiritual path could be play mm. and you play with the different elements of life and you play with yourself and you explore that seems a lot more opening and inviting. And it doesn't mean there's not going to be moments of introspection where it's very confronting and you're mm. coming up against yourself and there's so much resistance, but you can play with that resistance. Mm. Suddenly that seems more inviting. And that's that's something which I'm I'm really trying to share with the world is this idea of play and the idea. So I'm a breath Facilitator, and I won't allow myself to be called a breath work facilitator anymore. I'm a breath play facilitator because you get to play <laughs> with your breath, this yeah. amazing source of life. It's our life force. So yes. start playing with your breath.
0: Mm. So, uh, so I have a very quick question. Um, it just came to me right now because when you um, described your story, you talked about your story of, you know, um, you're not been relating to your father. You didn't, relate, you didn't relate to your father for like 18 years because of what happened in the past. Well, um, so that's what inspired this question, actually, um, you know, on the journey of self-love or journey of self-compassion, do you get to a point where you start to forgive the circumstances that happened to you in the past or the people that have ought to you in the past? Do you get to a point where you embrace them back and allow them back into your life or you just let bygones be bygones with them?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a money question. You're really, really great there. I like that. So... So what happened to me was when I had this moment for 4 years ago when my like my marriage broke down things just started just really just being challenging in my life and I had to take a good look at myself and go okay what could have contributed to this what what could have driven to this and I started looking at my life and I was like well it's probably not normal that I haven't spoken to my father for 18 years it's mm-hmm. it's probably not normal that I don't like my body, even though I have a good body, but I have a body complex. It's, I have resentment against my mom. There's all these little different things. And I started going, well, of course that's gonna affect my ability to fully love. And um, so I had to confront it and go, well, what do I need to do to forgive myself and get connected to myself more? So it actually wasn't about the other people. It was, it was really about me. It was about how do I connect to myself? So I just started confronting my biggest fears. He was my father who I'd taken out of my life because it was too challenging as a childhood. There was a lot of fear. And I was like, well, I'm going to face that. And what I realized was in order to forgive myself, like to get to this place where I loved myself, I needed to forgive others because really mm-hmm. they, or when you forgive, when you hold resentment or, um, you're angry at someone else, really all you're doing is hurting yourself. Often they don't even, they're not even aware. They don't even care to tell you the truth. Um, So I just went on this journey of like, what did I need to do to get more connected to myself and love myself? And I just started forgiving everyone. And each time I did that, it started forgiving myself a little bit more. And what's interesting is, is that it doesn't mean that I forget what they've done, but it stopped hurting me. I'm not, I'm not allowing it to hurt me anymore. Mm. It definitely hurt my, my 10 year old young child, like my 10 year old boy, my younger version of myself, Mm. he was hurt. Mm. But my father stopped hurting me after I cut him out of my life. Then I started hurting. I was the only one who was hurting me. So I needed to, to let that go. And once I started doing that, I started being able to open up connections, relationships, and it's not like I really need them to be in my life. like i don't I don't need to have an in-depth relationship with my father. it's It's not about that. It was just about letting myself be free. Mm-hmm. It was letting it go. and that's that's been really wonderful. So it it does. it It stops you being a victim of your circumstance. And then what happens, this is a really interesting thing on your spiritual path, you start believing and start realizing, well, if I'm a soul, who is, who is internal, who comes in at this point in life, has chosen to fly through arriving when the sun is in reference to the stars at this point to go into this family in these mm. circumstances to learn something, mm. suddenly you start realizing maybe you weren't the victim of your circumstances at all. And this was an intentional act by your soul to learn. So you could grow. So you could become more connected to love, so then you could serve others. Mm. Then that was a moment of liberation for me, where I suddenly went, "Wow, there's a greater, there's a greater calling here." Mm. And suddenly my life started making sense, and and it started going, "Wow, I must have been a really confident person to put myself into that environment that I wanted to have those experiences, and now I can start." Being in a place where I can start sharing this with others, which I think is our highest calling, is is mm-hmm. to serve. It's it's to be love first, and then it's to grow through your life lessons. So then you can serve others, which yes. is which is the greatest gift we can do. Which clearly you get because you're serving through your audience.
0: Yes, and that's what that's what's so awesome about you. Now you are you know a keynote speaker. You you, know, you share all of this experience with the world about and all of this story also boils down back to you know intentionality you are intentional about finding yourself about being happy about inviting peace into your life so can can you share can you share some core principles of intentionality with me and can you explain them to me like what are the core principles of intentionality
1: all right so we've already spoken about the number one one which mm. is experience peace and joy by learning to choose love over fear mm. so we've, we've spoken a lot about that and and the behaviors that you need to do to that is like forgiveness sets you free mm. assume the best in people when triggered use curiosity not conflict choose to belief that believe that life is happening for you not to you mm. and make sure you're tuning into your heart so you'll notice that there's a principle which is a guiding principle. And then there's these behaviors. How do I do that each day? And if you just listen to those ones, there's some, some ways to really bring it alive, which is I I know is super, super cool. Another really important one is, is principle number five, which is escape the prison of comparison by focusing on your path and what steps you can take today. Mm -hmm. So where does a lot of dissatisfaction or unrest or, feeling lack or scarcity comes from it's from comparison yes and when you start comparing and this is why i call it a prison of comparison Mm -hmm. once you start that game of comparing there's no end because there's always someone who has more money always someone who's more beautiful always someone who has greater life experiences Mm -hmm. than you so if you start comparing to that one person that means you're going to be comparing to the next person Mm -hmm. and you are in a prison because you're never going to feel whole never feel satisfied So what we need to do is focus on your own journey and accept that you're where you are exactly where you're meant to be. You might not be on your path, but this is your opportunity to find your path. And what steps can you today take? doesn't matter if your life's blowing up right now. There's something you can do right now. It could be that, well, I'm just going to do personal care. I'm going to go serve someone. Like one of my favorite quotes is, is from Gandhi and it says, um, the best way to lose yourself is in the service of others. Hmm. Well, the best way to find yourself is in the service of others. And, okay. and what that means is, is sometimes when you're lost, just go serve others. I definitely did that. The times where I was feeling most scarce, I just lent in and helped other people and it always made me feel better. So some really important behaviors of this principle is like give up the need to please others. When you're p- wanting to please others, that's, that's a comparison. You're feeling like you should be someone else. Also, which is interesting is realize that comparing down is just as destructive as comparing up some people and this is a saying they often say well, you should be comparing yourself to uh, a starving uh, person in Africa, and what that actually and does, though, is it makes you feel better. And that makes you then think you're in a better place. And yes, it's good to be grateful, but comparing down isn't a grateful thing. It's actually an egoic egoic place. Mm-hmm. It's like going, well, look, well, I'm, I'm okay because that person's not so good. Mm-hmm. That's a difference from gratitude. It's a subtle nuance, but being grateful for your life is just about where you're at. You know, comparison at all. So it's just as important to uh, avoid comparing down as, it, as it's comparing up so just with those two principles and the seven principles and i'm not going to share them all today because there's it's too much to go into but just those yes. two principles you started going okay i want peace and joy they're the two core emotions i want and i'm going to do that by learning love over fear and it's a learned emotion because we've been taught fear you have to learn how to love it's a learned skill you have to require it so you start making those decisions use my heart i'm going to take a breath and and decide where i'm at Mm -hmm. the next um principle is i want to escape the prison of comparison i am so sick of being on my social media like i'm referencing other people and just seeing other people and feeling bad so how about you just take off all those all those people from following them and choose things that inspires you so my i went off social media for four years because I was like, ah, oh, this, is, this is toxic. And I realized, no, everything that is created is not has to have a, a purpose. What we do as humans, we, we, we put a, a negative stance on it. And I realized, well, what is internet? It is actually the greatest way to connect us. Social media is a tool that we can be connected coming back to one, this idea that we're all one. And mm-hmm. this is a way to connect us. Very similar to money. Money actually connects us in that way as well. Mm-hmm. So there has to be a positive way to do this. So I can't rebel against it, I have to be with it. So I got back on social media. My social media feed, it's amazing, it's, it's rum dust, it's Eckhart Tolle, it's, it's, um, it's Dr. Joe Dispenza, all just inspiring quotes and videos. So when I get on my social media feed, there's no comparison anymore. It's just literally going, wow, my life is good. It's a reminder tool mm. to me now so you can work with these tools that are already out there and when we do that we stop comparing and then suddenly we're free of that prison and you can start living your life and you can start taking the action that you need today to do today to get on your path and stay on your path
0: yeah yeah that's true as a comparison is like a, a killer of joy for example or killer of peace of mind actually
1: yes yeah. so how often is it that you're in a place and you're loving the moment and then you hear someone talk about their meal or something Mm -hmm. like that It could even be at a restaurant and then you start getting envious that you think that you chose the wrong decision and suddenly the experience that you were loving is now tarnished Mm -hmm. and that's that idea of comparison you we've just gotta it's okay to look up sometimes and be inspired but don't be comparing Because as soon as we compare we're putting ourselves in lack in scarcity which is a low vibrational state and Mm -hmm. we need to be in high vibrational states so I, something I, I I practice is how can I just celebrate other people's um, achievements or success mm. and and just really just experience their joy and love and what that does is it stops me from going into comparison because sometimes and and I'll be very vulnerable here sometimes I would look at other people my friends who I'd really love and I'd be like oh they're doing better than me mm. and All that did was create separation from me and my friend Mm. because I was pulling away. I was going to a low vibrational state of separating where I want love. I want connection in that moment. I'm "I'm so happy for you. That's amazing. That's how good is that? And you just feel so much better. And then the funny thing is because you're in a state of joy and love and gratitude, your life starts changing and you start getting the same things because Mm. that's the key for manifestation is to be in a high vibrational state. You can't Mm. be in a place of lack. If you go into a prayer or a manifestation mm. wanting that thing feeling like you need it reminding yourself that you don't have it all you're doing is actually bringing that outcome to you the same thing it's saying i don't i don't have this and that's what you start attracting to yourself. You need to feel like you already have it because you do. It's just in an unmanifested form. You've got to bring it towards you. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a really important part as well. And I'm glad we dropped in there.
0: Yes. Yes, that's awesome. So I, I was going through your website, finiankelly.com, before we started recording. And I, I was reading a blog post about the five universal priorities of being. So can, can, can you explain this to me? And how can we live intentionally through them? Ah.
1: Well, um, I appreciate you doing some research. And this is one of my favorite concepts. So, right now, there's a lot of pressure in the world to find your purpose and your passion. Mm -hmm. What isn't that thrown out there all the time? You got to throw, find your purpose and you got to find your passion. And what that actually does to young people, actually, old people as well, I help a lot of very successful 50, 60 year old entrepreneurs um, break free of this as well, is that they feel like they're not doing enough or that they're, they're, they're not whole. And all it does is, is put you in that low vibrational state and you create and separation. Mm-hmm. So I realized there must be a way to freeze out of that. There must be a pathway. So I started basically reflecting on all the religious, spiritual texts that I've read in my life. And I started looking and going, well, they all came from the same place originally, source, mm-hmm. universal intelligence. There must be a, a, a message which is similar across all of them. Um, and yes, they get, it, they get presented in different ways and they get hijacked by humans over time, but they all have very similar values or very similar principles. And what I discovered was, was that there was these five things that we're here to do as a human. If we talk about the purpose of a human, of mm. why we're here. Mm. And number one priority was to be love, remember that we are love, to give love, to receive love. That's the number one thing, it's to come back to love. That's why our soul comes into this world is to find a way to come back to love because that is the divine, that is God, that is just universal intelligence, whatever you need, whether you're spiritual or scientific, we know that now, it's that original source. Mm. So we've got to love. The second is, we are here to learn like, grow, like, we've got some growth. That's why we're coming to our circumstances to, to learn something and grow in a particular way. So, it might be that this, my life's this in this life for time in this body, I need to learn about compassion and self love and forgiveness. Mm. So, whatever we, we do, the third is we're here to serve, we're here to serve others, serve mm. our humanity, serve energy effectively and that's not just other humans it's also earth it's 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 one it's it's one connection then and this is something which is forgotten about a lot in the spiritual path is we're put in this human body mm. where we can have these senses to have joy like wouldn't it be like have joy like enjoy <laughs> life like mm. enjoy smell eat like have fun, dance, play music, like have this joyful element, because our souls don't have this hu- this human body, like have fun with it. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth is we're here to create, we're here to create something. And mm-hmm. that could be creating um, business, it could be creating a new invention that could be creating memories. Mm-hmm. And often in the entrepreneurial world, the creation becomes so dominant, it becomes the number one that they forget that it doesn't matter how much you create, that if you're not really loving yourself, it, it, it's, it's irrelevant. So those, those five are in order of priority. And mm-hmm. what I discovered was, and this is why I call it the five universal priorities of an intentional being, is that if you looked at your days and just made sure that you, you did something towards love, mm-hmm. you grew somehow, mm-hmm. you served somehow, mm-hmm. you had joy and you created something, you're gonna at the end of the day feel pretty purposeful, and you're gonna find passion in those mm. things because that is the core needs of a human being. Mm. And then you don't have to go find this purpose and this big purpose, this big big passion. Yeah. It's not an external thing; it's an intrinsic nature of us, and it's mm. liberating and it's freeing. And I did that for quite a number of days. I was feeling lost, and I started just going, "Okay, what am I gonna do?" And each week I'll reflect and like, "Have I, have I?" Have I experienced love? Mm-hmm. Have I grown somehow? Now that growing could just be from experiences, from really hardship. And I was like, yeah, I grew. I, mm-hmm. I, I, if I, if I had that opportunity again, I would do it differently. And then mm-hmm. I served, and I started tracking my overall state of well-being, and it would just go so much higher. It was consistently high when I lived those things, and that's just a freeing act. So it's mm-hmm. almost like intentionality I just want to start showing people just things that just make your life easier here are all some tools and this is a tool to make your life easier and Mm. to feel more enriched and if you do that for long enough the funny thing is you'll probably discover that purpose and passion anyway because you'll Mm. have enough reflection and you'll see it and you're like oh wow this really lights me up, and and isn't that liberating? So I I love that you've brought that up. I'd love your audience to look that up as well. Yes. Um, it's it's the five universal priorities of an intentional being. Maybe put mm-hmm. it in the show notes, and yes. uh, it'll be a really great experience for everyone.
0: Yeah, I'm, go- I'm going to place this, the link in the show notes for this episode, so anyone could just copy it or just click on the link and get across to um, Finney and Kelly's blog or um, websites to to read it up. And also it's a great opportunity to also connect with you and also maybe work with you, get your contact information there and see how one could, you know, profit more and learn, learn more from you about intentionality or maybe get some knowledge from your, your business, your finance um, uh, in, um, knowledge that you, that you have also.
1: Yeah, we've actually created a link for you, which is com forward slash podcast. And on there, there's a bunch of like free tools and and some videos which you can just start your journey which is and that's the key is that remember you're one breath away one action away from living a life with intentionality i've, I've given you a number of different tools that you can just see what is the easiest don't pick the hardest one pick the easiest one. <laughs> before you know
0: <laughs> yes that's true that's very true yeah and then you know you, you've talked a lot already about intentionality i've learned a lot from you i really appreciate everything i've been able to get from you but you know, sometimes we we feel like okay, this is a new day, and I don't know how to start it. To in order to you know, live a very um good or purposeful day. I mean, for that, how to spend that day purposefully or feel good throughout the day. Are there like ways, um, other ways or other tools that one could use to feel good and feel purposeful throughout the day?
1: Yeah, it's a great one. So this having a intentionality morning practice is really really important. So mm-hmm. When I wake up, there's this split second where you're fresh. And what happens is, is we want to remember who we were yesterday. We want to remember the same programs. And this is why we don't change because we just become the same person who we are yesterday. We want that familiar. Mm -hmm. So we need to break that pattern. So first thing in the morning, what I do as soon as I wake up, I have this fresh place. I just put a big smile on my face. And the the amazing thing about a smile is, is when you activate a smile after about 17 seconds, mm. you will start feeling sensations of joy and happiness. Even though if you weren't, it's, it's a, it's a great place where your, your brain gets hijacked and releases a chemical so you start feeling these emotions. So mm. I want to make sure I start my day in a positive state because if I, if I start wake up and I'm like, oh, I'm tired. <laughs> oh, this is hard. Yesterday sucked. Well, how do you think today is going to be? We attract what we already are. Mm. So if we want a positive day, we need to be positive to start the day. Mm. So that's a little, little hijack, a little scientific thing to, to create it. And mm. then do that, I feel more excited and then I just go, okay, Um, how, how do I want to show up today? And, or what's, what's my intention for today? And it could be literally one of those five priorities. You could just pick that. I want to be love. I want to grow. I want to serve. I want to have joy. I want to create. And that just gives you a little bit of a, a, a focus for the day. Mm. I then meditate. So I have a very deep meditative practice. Mm. And but that could just be, you could just sit, and just sit and just be grateful for what's in your life right now. Or it could be a proper meditation practice. It could be breathing. I, I breathe a lot. When we breathe, we're literally putting in new life force into us. Very similar to the smile. It's like we have an unconscious ability to breathe. Our body will just do it naturally, mm-hmm. or we can consciously do it and suddenly prime ourselves up with with incredible energy for the day. Mm-hmm. And um, and then journaling and asking little prompts like, "What will bring more love into?" Into my life today, or what would be the loving thing to do, Mm. gives you this focus. And if you just have that little practice in the morning, if you could just create 10 minutes, perhaps even 30, perhaps even an hour, once people start doing this, they become addicted to it because they want to feel good. And they start doing two hour morning routines and they get up earlier because they're so excited about it because they see what happens the rest of the day. Mm. Before you know it, you're absolutely in love. And then the rest of the day, You're you're prime, you have energy. And yes, there may be challenges, but you just, it's like water off a duck's back. They just drop off you and Mm -hmm. you can go through. And then the great thing is at the end of the day, you reflect on how you went against your intention. Mm -hmm. And And as long as you learned something, that's a good day. You might've not even had anything. You might've completely got disconnected from your intention, but on the end of the day, you reflected and you realized, what you could do better tomorrow, then that's a good day. You've grown and that's all what matters. And then every day you wake up in the morning, you get another opportunity to do it a little bit different. You might go, oh, I realized I went wrong. I looked at my phone first thing in the morning and then I was hijacked by someone else's message, by someone else's low vibrational state. So tomorrow I'm not even going to have my phone in my vicinity. I realized that I didn't get enough sleep. I'm gonna sleep a little bit earlier tonight. I realized technology affected me. I was looking at some negative things before I went to bed and it affected my sleep. And every day you start doing this little optimization. And before you know it, you realize what really works for you. And, And it's not a chore. It's not, I have to go meditate or I have to go breathe or I have to go to sleep. It's like, I get to meditate. And I get to breathe because you're so excited because it feels so good. And you're, you're just in love with life and things are showing up for you, which are so much better than the way it was, was before. So why wouldn't you do that? It's, it's, it's pretty obvious. And that's, yes. that's what we've got to do. We've got to get to that place where we break those patterns, those stories, thinking that it's hard or it's work. And you realize, oh, this is play. Mm-hmm. And this opens up a whole new path of life
0: for me. Yes, that's very awesome. So um, I want to know, like from your experience as an executive coach, you, you do this one-to-one executive coaching and also you're a keynote speaker, you have a lot of, you know, um, experience with people, with clients. Um, are there like some common connections between everyone or are there many areas where people seek to improve generally?
1: Yeah, there is. So, so there's a feeling of unworthiness and mm-hmm. inadequacy between Mm -hmm. everyone and i've seen that i've worked with billionaires and they still feel that so i'm sharing that with your young audience because so often we we look at someone else we're comparing and we think oh if only i had their situation i would feel worthy or i feel adequate i'd feel uh, in love with my life and Mm -hmm. i can tell you it doesn't matter your outside circumstances Mm -hmm. that sometimes just makes the problem bigger we've got to get it right from from it from a younger age and from this innate place in in, an internal. So that's, they're the core problems. And that puts people on a, on a chain of events where suddenly they they think they have to do this way. And they think that this is the only way that they can live their life. And I just help them see that that's a story. Mm -hmm. That's a, a, a faulty program that they have operating inside them, inside their operating system. Think of it as like a computer program. Mm. They have a faulty program, a code, a program which has a virus in it. And if you keep doing the same thing, it's going to keep giving you the same outcome. So we need to change it. And we need to make them realize that we could put a new program in, one which Mm. is healthy, which has positive code and that you were the coder, not someone else, not your parents, not your social conditioning, not your friends, Mm. you were you were the deliberate coder and you put this into you and your life can be different. And a lot of the time it's giving them permission. And I use that word permission, giving them permission to actually go live the life that they really want. Mm-hmm. And to, to say like, you can do this. Mm-hmm. And all I do is just give them the little help. Uh, I like to use the analogy. Have you ever done a, a pull up a chin up
0: Yes, yes, they are.
1: Yeah, you look like a strong person. But when you first do them sometimes, it's really hard. Like you're hanging on there and you're just trying to get up and you can't. And then someone just comes and just touches your feet a little bit or just gives Mm -hmm. you a little back, a little push, tiniest Mm -hmm. little amount, and then you're suddenly up. And you did it, but you just needed someone to give that little support at the start. Mm -hmm. That's really what I do when I work with people. I'm just that little push that little push and then you are actually doing it but sometimes you just need the little push and you need to be shown the right technique and when you do that just like a pull-up if you have the right technique suddenly you're not doing four pull-ups you're doing 20 pull-ups and you're just getting so much stronger and that's why when you can learn from other people's paths and other people's experiences you get to shortcut it that's the great thing about like Podcasting and 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 reading uh, books is books. you don't have to go discover all these things yourself. Someone, I guarantee, someone else has already done what you've already what you've wanted. Just yes. go see what they've learned, what they've learned, and then just shortcut it. It's it's
0: amazing. Yes, learning from other people's experiences, learning from from what they've gone through in life. Yes, that's awesome. So, what's the best way to to connect with you to work with you? maybe get some coaching from you to enjoy more of what we've just listened to right now.
1: So I'll go to that link, finniankelly.com forward slash podcast. Yes. There's just a ton of value there. I'm all a big believer of giving you tools. I'm, my purpose is to embody intentionality to connect to my true nature so that others can do the same. If I yes. live and breathe this, and feel love, then that would then my field's gonna impact with someone else's field, like I'm impacting yours right now and your audiences. And then yes. they might be inspired to live this life of intentionality as well. And I wanna open that up for them. So there's all these great tools. And then there you'll be on my email list and you'll get on my social handles, which is the Finney and Kelly. Um, and you'll find me and and just come on the journey. And I love hearing from you. I love hearing about your stories. I wanna hear about where you're coming up against yourself, I wanna hear from when you applied one behavior out of this principle and how your life changed. Like, please tell me and and let's celebrate this this journey of intentionality together.
0: Yes. Thank you so much for teaching me how to live a very intentional life today. I really appreciate everything I was was able to learn from you. I learned about love. I learned about self-compassion. I learned so much stuff and I have so many questions to ask, but this is enough for me to go back home and reflect on and, you know, really, start implementing on my life thank you so much i really appreciate this
1: thank you so much toby you're wonderful and remember you're just one breath away that's all it takes one breath is the pattern interrupt and you get to choose yes that last moment didn't work very well but how mm. do i want it to be in this moment and that's all it takes sometimes
0: and your life can go on a wonderful direction wow you made it to the very end of this episode Thank you so much for listening. I'm grateful for your time, your love, and your contributions. Subscribe, like, review, and share this podcast. God bless you. Bye.